0: If you only look, then you will see on WCN TV.
1: Hey, good afternoon. My name is Mike Heath, and I am guest hosting Wisconsin Christian News live stream for a publisher of Wisconsin Christian News television and Wisconsin Christian News Paper. And uh, Spencer, go ahead and pull up Wisconsin Christian News. I think it's wisconsinchristiannews.com. I want to mention that. As we get the show going here, also uh, WCNTV.net, WCNTV.net, just doing a quick advertisement. Rob's not able to be hosting the show because he is busy taking care of family matters, but he is excited (laughs) about getting back into the host chair as soon as his situation permits. In the meantime, he's publishing his newspaper, Wisconsin Christian News. The entire archive is available To you, That's the wonderful thing about the internet, right? A lot of downside to it, especially if you don't like being censored by fake book and twatter. But the upside to it is uh, an organization like Wisconsin Christian News, going back 20 years, they've published newspapers. They were able to take their electronic files and put them up online. And so if you go to that website, you can get yourself a login and access all of their great information be inspired, be informed, learn, educate yourself about your faith at wisconsinchristiannews.com. And then WCN TV gives you audio and video if that's your learning style. You can go there. It's a platform that is going to be there tomorrow, the next day, next year, 10 years from now. YouTube, Google, Facebook, these uh, wicked tech giants cannot do anything to get between you and the content at wcntv.net or wisconsinchristiannews.com so check it out if you haven't already become a part of the team you know so that we can spread the gospel of jesus christ build something that's good true and beautiful uh while god has us here in this earth you're gonna want to share this show link with friends and uh let them know to watch it watch the archives share the link after the show's over because we have a very fascinating guest to talk with today his name's his name is david sumral david sumral and many decades ago he got involved with this whole hate enterprise this whole hate thing i mean my goodness can you think of a four letter word that is is le- less uh, that that's more popular than than the word hate, and it seems like the left wing of politics, the the global left, the progressive left, has managed to uh, steal that word and fill it with their meaning, just like they've done with the word gay, and then they make up these euphemisms like sexual orientation. I mean, they're they are masters at perverting. Uh, words perverting the English language. They are just nobody's like the left at that. And our, the, the gentleman who's on on with us right now is David Summerall. I want to uh, before I bring him in. I want to show a brief clip of him with a hero of mine. I'm jealous because he got interviewed by Owen Schroyer. So uh, Spencer, you can bring up that uh, band video. There you go. We're just going to play a minute or two of this just to give you a a, a flavor of David Summerall uh in in the InfoWars studio. I want to go there someday. That's like ground zero of saving the republic in Austin, Texas. That would be Alex Jones's InfoWars studio. I'm I'm jealous of David Summerall because he's had a chance to visit the studio, you know, be in studio and be interviewed by Owen Schroyer. I've kind of watched Owen uh, mature when from a pretty, very young man to he's still a young man, uh, working with Alex Jones, becoming kind of a, a protege to, to Alex. Alex has been at it for 27 years. You probably know that he was the first to be uh, deplatformed in a major way from the entire internet, basically. I mean, he is able to get this video out there and to produce his live show uh, because he has uh, funded his own infrastructure there in Austin Texas he can't rely on Google he can't rely on Facebook he can't rely on on any resources other than his own technical resources and doing his own fundraising and his own uh running his own business by providing uh supplements to people he sells them uh through InfoWars and that's how he funds his operation but he was the first to Back in 2016 to draw the fire of, uh, big tech to the point where, like, on the same day, he got deplatformed from everything, like PayPal, like, uh, uh Facebook, uh, YouTube, all of it. And our guest today has been in the studio at InfoWars about a year ago and, uh, been interviewed by Owen Schroeder. We're going to watch a, just a little snippet of that. And then we're going to bring him in here, uh, on this pre-recorded, uh, episode of uh wisconsin christian news live stream and we're going to talk with him for the rest of the hour about this about hate and and how he's using it because he's a good guy using the word hate or talking about hate and he's been doing it since the early 90s so i'm going to stop talking here and let let, uh, see what owen has to say about david and what david has to say to owen spencer
0: go ahead you see the kids getting kicked out of schools for wearing maga hats you see kids on the. oh yeah
2: plus. they have to take off a it's shirt. horrible yeah yeah what's
0: what's the point but, what happened to free speech but if it was some socialist dictator you could wear that and they'd
2: celebrate it all right welcome back to the war room i'm now joined in studio by david summerall and um uh, you know, I do a lot of things out in public, uh, speaking at city council, having uh, rallies, protests, uh, going to rallies and protests, etc. And I meet so many great people. And it's honestly uh, it, it's a challenge because I do meet so many great people to even even just remember all of them. And there's so many great people that I, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I would have uh, held that business card or kept that contact or something. And so, uh, David, I met you. You came out to city council, uh, when Savannah spoke. I guess that was two weeks ago now. Yes. Time flies. Yes. And you started the website stophate.com. Yes. And so it was, it was, one of those times where I'm sure you told that to me, uh, when we were out there and I heard you, but it didn't really sink into me. And so you sent us, uh, you sent us some of, uh, You got some hats, some t-shirts, right? Right. At the website, stophate.com. That's right. So you sent some of the stuff and I was like, oh, I was like, whoa, where did we get this stuff? And they're like, stophate.com. And I was like, stophate.com. That is a million dollar idea. Who, who's that? And you're like, David's They were like, David Summerall, the guy you met. I was like, oh, my gosh, we got to get him in studio. So I'm so glad you came out today. Well, thank the, you. The website is Stop Hate. It's brilliant. Honestly, it's amazing you were able to get that. I'm shocked some some leftists hadn't bought that up years ago.
0: So it's a long story. We had stophate.org before, years ago when the Internet was fresh. And uh, we lost that through transition at, at one point. And I had to wait for years to get stophate.com So we've been holding it for quite some time.
2: So explain this, what, so, so you had stophate.org right? and what was your motive originally? Cause you got that years ago. That was before really all of this popped off with the, I mean, the media trying to divide us more than ever.
0: Yeah. We, we actually started stop hate in the early nineties during the LA riots. And, uh, you know, the, the general consensus right. was everyone hated each other. So that was like, you
1: the- can stop, stop that. So we're, we're going to go, go ahead and pick it up there with the story, pick up the story there back in the early nineties, man, that's. It's going way back. It's going way back. But before we do, I want to. Did you know the hate is in the Bible? You know that the word hate is in the. I'm going to read you two verses where hate is in the Bible. The fear. Oh, wait a second. This is from the Gospel of John, the 15th chapter. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. Huh. How about that? So the world hates who? You. And who else? Jesus. So why, Christian, are you, do you get, why do you get so butthurt if, if the world hates you? Here's another one. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. What? Hatred. Hatred of what? Evil. You know evil exists, Christian? Did you know that? And pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech, I hate. Huh. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? I thought, I thought Christians just, don't, I think, I thought we had an allergy. to I, David, come on in here and explain this to us. I mean, I, I'm a good Christian. I'm a good New Testament Christian. I'm supposed to love my enemies and love, 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 love. love. I mean, hate's not in our vocabulary, man. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> Shoot. Hate's in my vocabulary, man. I tell you, it's terrible though, isn't it? What kind of world do we live in these days? Listen, Mike, thank you for having me on today. I appreciate the opportunity to, to visit with you and get to know you more. I look forward to our rendezvous very soon that's gonna yeah. be a, a great time great time
1: that's right we're pre-recording this folks and david and i are going to be together uh it looks like uh with a with a million or 10 million if alex jones is right of our best friends uh in washington dc trying to save the republic right we're going to be doing that as we record this we're, we're a few days out from the event but you're watching sure. the show. and as you're watching the show we are literally on in downtown washington d c uh, hopefully we will have just heard Donald Trump speak from the White House, according to uh, reports I'm getting he's going to speak uh around twelve thirty in the afternoon on wednesday january sixth so david yeah we are we're, we're, we're uh, so so this thing about how help, help, help me out here so you not in the early nineties, what inspired you to start talking about hate?
0: Well, you know, it's the process of having children. I think we all go through that at some point, most of us. And uh, there's a realization when you start to bring kids into the world that this is what we've created for them to live in. And, and how is it for their well-being? Is it a hostile environment? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, literally my wife at the time was was pregnant with my son and we were literally sitting on the couch you know, watching the L.A. riots and, and watching people steal, loot, burn, pillage, you know, Reginald, Denny, the whole nine thing, you know. And, uh, you know, we just decided we had to help, you know, what can we do to help? Because the, the media, of course, had, had, you know, painted the picture that everyone hated each other. It didn't matter what color you were. If you were different than the other guy, you hated each other. And, uh, you know, we, we just tried to figure out, do you throw money at it? Do you go break up the fight? Do you go put out the fires you don't none of those work once it kicks off it's it's on so we just had to sit it out and and watch as you know la burned and you know it, it was a horrible time and then we decided that prevention you know if we could keep something like that from happening again that that would be worth the effort you know so you know 1992 we started with uh just the word stop hate you know then we came up with the little acronym that was really i think the the meaning all tied together is start turning off prejudice, heal attitudes through education. And I mean, literally we have to start somewhere. It's a turning. We have to change the way we think it it is about prejudging people. So the prejudice is huge, but healing attitudes. I think we're hearing more and more about that, especially recently because it's what we need and people are realizing that it is an attitude issue. and, And we do fix that with education and awareness. You know, it's, it's not that we have to focus on every single thing that we dislike or disagree about. We don't have to do that. We can talk about things that we have in common, you know, like family and work and struggle and it keeps it real, you know? And I think people appreciate that much more than just coming at each other with these, you know, so, polarized views.
1: So David, I'm th- I'm thinking back to the early nineties and, mm-hmm. um, the specific, who who What were some of the names in that specific incident, incident that was in well, California? It,
0: yeah. Right. It was California, L.A., and it was uh, – what was the guy's name? Why can't we all get along that, that got beat up in the first place? Rodney King. Rodney King. Okay. And then you remember the white guy that was driving his 18-wheeler through and got blocked, and they pulled him out of the truck and hit him in the head with a brick? That was Reginald Denny. So, you know, since then, of course, Rodney King had had come back and said, why can't we all just get along? He understood, you know, more, I think, than a lot of people do still today. But unfortunately, he passed away and was not an advocate for. It. Of course, we know there were issues with substance and all these different things. So,
1: so, so, so David, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If, do you think that what happened back then, you know, was uh, motivated or inspired by this left wing Marxist communist A color revolution tactic sure sure, but no doubt but but do you think that they the difference between then this is early 90s and now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we're we're in another color revolution now we're in we're in a similar moment only it's a lot more serious now but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it seems so am i right in assuming that uh that what happened there is they tried to politicize what happened with rodney king and and sure
3: Sure,
0: they and they,
1: sure. They tried, well, they but they failed, didn't they? Because I, I remember this—the whole race issue—just sort of, kind of calming down for decades. Yeah. yes yeah. And, and it wasn't until this. Actually, it wasn't until this. We're recording the show, folks, on December thirty first, twenty twenty. It wasn't until this year that the race issue erupted again, like it did then in the ninth. And I can't remember that there's been a similar sort of eruption since then. Am I- well,
0: there have, and, and smaller, of course, in scale, but um in Greenville, Texas, they had a couple of church fires. They had, I want to say, 38 different fires in Greenville in a month or two. Um That was in the later 90s. Um, You know, that was a, a race issue. We had the, the KKK had come to Greenville. The, the Nation of Islam had come to Greenville. You know, everybody wanted to come get there five minutes in the spotlight, the media produced a feeding frenzy. They wouldn't leave. And every time they would stay, something else would happen. You know, it was just one of those things that, uh, but we see this, it is intentional. That it, and it's kind of like, Oh, Hillary said, you know, uh, it was it her that said, don't let a crisis go to waste or something like that. But you know, 100%. literally that's what they do. That's what they do. So we saw the Jesse Smollett thing. We, we yeah. see the Covington boys. You know, we see the way they treat Kavanaugh. And that's really what spurred me into, you know, getting out of the middle. You know, for the longest time, Mike, to be honest, I, I tried to be the peacemaker and say, look, I want Democrats and I want Republicans to come together and hug and all. You know, it, it's just not realistic at this point to to have that happen that way. So. You know, and I tried to play Switzerland. I rode the middle. You know, I, I wouldn't call anybody. out. I, I didn't want to be the finger-pointing organization that said, that's hate, you know, because, hey, man, everybody does things. I don't want people pointing at me either. It's not about judgment. You know, everybody knows John three sixteen, but they forget 17. They think the whole book stops right there, you know, and it's, we're not here to judge or condemn you. We're here to save you. And, man, it's hard to save somebody when you're screaming at them like that, you know and now literally we're at a point in society to where for the left to trust us and because of what they've built up in their mind through the media they hate us so bad it's literally going to take us pulling them out of a fire l- physically and saving their life for them to say oh my gosh you really do care because we do you know and, and it's i think the difference is how you use your hate you know it, there's a season for everything mike love and war and hate. I mean, this is this is real. So we're not saying that hates bad or illegal or anything. We want people to use it wisely. You know, you talked a minute ago about a four letter word. And it's hilarious because that's the way I've you know, that that's one of the worst four letter words. We we forget about love. It's so overused, you know, but another four letter word now is left. You know, anybody on the left? is is almost synonymous. It's the same thing as, as it, we get so much from them. And and I don't understand how, and nobody does, how we can go for four years, you know, uh, put up or eight years. And, and we didn't burn cities down. We didn't riot. We didn't, you know, destroy our own homes.
1: Right, You're talking about, you're talking about Obama, right? Barack That's Obama. It. Eight years.
0: That's right. it. And yet we want to go and peacefully protest in D.C., And we've got the mayor up there shutting down restaurants. You know there will be no cell service. You know that the transportation will be jacked up. They're talking about blocking roads. They want to make it impossible for us to come in there and have our day. And it's just peaceful. We're not there to tear anything up. We clean up behind ourselves.
1: Right, but they've they've convinced. It's like they've convinced a majority of the nation now to think Mm -hmm. of itself as white, and I think of myself as white even though i have white skin i don't i i've i've never my parents didn't raise me that way Uh, Mm um i i i think i assess other people regardless of their ethnicity or their skin color um i i try to assess them i've been i was trained to by my parents to Mm -hmm. assess them based on character based on are they honest are they hardworking? do they pay their bills on time Are they uh, are they a good neighbor? Are they, uh, you know, decent to, to, you know, whatever character. kinds. And,
0: And that's a great concept, you know, but the left does not believe us. They do not believe our honesty in the fact that we're not trying to prejudge you because they prejudge us. So they can't understand, you know, and here we are doing the same thing that I tell people don't do we're othering people. We're putting all in one category. And that's part of the thing, the division. You can't be united when you're divided like that. And and here we other people and put them in another group so we can dehumanize them just enough to say, okay, they're not like me. So they're totally different. I don't have to look at them like I look at people that I respect. You know, they're a different breed altogether. They're on the left, they're on the right, whatever it is that's what we've got to get past. But Mike, I tell you, it is programming. It always has been. That's what we have to overcome because it's amazing. You know, I do these rallies all over the country and, and I have for the last couple of years Um, I've been organizing the ones in Austin, Texas for the last six, seven, eight weeks, however long we've been having rallies down there. And, uh, I was headed back to the truck after one of the rallies and actually just to get a drink and go back. But, a lady was standing there. She had a couple of Biden signs and and she saw all my stop hate stuff, you know, and like you said, you can't tell left or right. You know, people, it, it really throws them. And so she immediately said or I told her, I said, hey, how are you doing today? She said, great. And I said, it's a beautiful day. I'm so glad to see you out here because I am. I mean, it's free speech. It's freedom. I don't care which side you're on. Do your thing. And she said, thank you. It's a beautiful day. I'm so excited and ready for Biden and all this stuff. And I just let her go. I'm not going to fight with her. You know, it's not my place. Well, then one of the trucks drove by from the parade. I had the Trump flags all over it, honked the horn. And she said, look at those racists. Look at those racists. <laughs> and I took it in and, and I kept talking to her. And she said, are you going to park here? I said, no. I said, we're not leaving. I said, uh, you know, so I, I said, listen, we've had a nice little chat for a couple of minutes and. I don't want to mislead you, but I'm one of those Trump supporters. And she froze dead in her tracks, Mike. She stopped and she got this look on her face and she started crying. And she said, what? I said, yes, ma'am. I'm one of those Trump supporters. And she said, that totally blows my whole narrative. Are you serious right now? I said, I said, I'm against hate. From anybody to anybody, that's that's the bottom line. And and I gave her a couple T-shirts and stuff and said, come around here and let's, you know, I'd like to continue this conversation with you at another, you know, all that stuff. And she was literally just crying. The guy that was with me stood back in awe the whole time because anybody else would jump and say, hey, screw you. You know, hey, get away from me. Whatever. They just want to fight. But that's programming, too. That's what we have to overcome. It's conversational. We've got to be conversational and be human
1: well i feel I feel David like we've reached a point where we're uh, we've entered into a kind of gray area between war and peace we're yes. not we're not in a kinetic war we're not we're, you're not facing that woman with a gun in your hand and you're mm-hmm. not under orders uh, from the us from the civilization you're, you know as a citizen you're not under orders to kill the enemy but that's the next step
0: right yes
1: that's the next step mm-hmm. and, and david we are seeing that from the left mm-hmm. i mean that's what they, mm-hmm. they they pulled the trigger on kinetic warfare this year in the for the first time in my lifetime they mm-hmm. that lay the, the democrats the democratic party officially officially in the words of Biden and Harris and all and, and I mean we're talking top level democrats supporting the defunding of police the riot in our cities the burning down of police stations the destruction of private property and now of course mm-hmm. the stealing the literal stealing of an election we mm-hmm. this is full on kinetic warfare uh, being waged on the united states of america by the left not by the right now they justify this by saying that the right the whites have all the power you see they've they've mm-hmm. man- they've manipulated the society for three four hundred years in such a way that yeah. they've accumulated so much power that in order for us to overcome it we're justified to go kinetic even though they haven't We're justified to start burning and looting and defunding Mm -hmm. law enforcement so that uh, we can take their power away from them. What do you say to that argument? Because there are a lot of good Christian people who are buying into that Marxist uh, um, socialist argument.
0: Well, I think that uh, I think Andrew Breitbart got it right. You know, I think war is is exactly where we are. There's a difference. And I think that unfortunately the democratic party has taken good notes from China. You know, China has declared a war without limits on us. Mm -hmm. It's open. They said that out loud war without limit. And we see the results of that war without limits. Now, if you consider that there is partnership between that party and the Chinese, the left and then it's the same tactics. It's just they're working together. I mean, this is a global thing. And, you know, I hate to be the crazy guy. And I don't like to talk out loud to people that don't understand because they do look at you like the crazy guy. But this is not red versus blue. This is totally not red versus blue. This is good versus evil. God versus the devil. If you don't believe that there's a Satan, something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. If you believe that there's a God, then you believe there's a Satan, then can't there be Satanists? Can't there be a religion of that? Hmm. Now, if there is, wouldn't it be based on power and things that we wouldn't understand because we're right. wholesome and, and kind? Wouldn't it so be based- what happens is we wonder and we
1: Yeah, wouldn't it be based? Wouldn't it be based on why? Wouldn't it be based on lies? Because of course, uh, Satan is the father of father of lies, right? Sorry to interrupt you.
0: Go ahead. Thank you. So we, we, no, you're fine. You're fine. We can't figure it out. That's the problem, Mike. We can't figure out why would somebody do that? Well, okay, let's take Joe Biden. Why would Joe Biden sell out his family, sell out his friends, sell out his country? Is it for money? No. It can't be now money may be a byproduct that's temporary for them here in this world or on this plane, whatever you want to say, but guys, this is you know monsters Inc negative, positive, the energy, the kids, the trafficking and I'm sorry, but it's so all tied together, and Trump has exposed this and turned the light on, and all we're seeing now is the roaches run you know and and, and it's beautiful to watch someone on our side using that long game. The because listen, this has been going for a hundred years or more against us as a nation for control of the world. It's a world domination thing. This is we're just players. We're a little part in it. And it's it's right. amazing. This whole Corona thing, you know, it's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. and we've kind of earned the uh backlash, I think, to some extent from the rest of the world because uh the United States was formed to be a constitutional republic that, Mm -hmm. that respected the borders and rights of other nations. I mean, when we were, when we were, we were formed by that revolution in 1776, we broke from England. And one of the things that the folks who started the country were insistent upon is that we not, that is that we discipline ourselves not to get embroiled in the conflicts between other nations. We were thinking then mostly of europe right but, but we were also uh, avoiding conflicts with the pirates in north africa and we were of course we were much less powerful then but we, we were designed not to be an empire and we became an empire after world war ii and and we did it willfully we we knew what we were doing and so for the last 50 60 70 years we have operated on the planet as an empire and that's the uh, mm-hmm. that's the difference with Donald Trump. He, I really I know that he is not interested in being the president of a global empire. He's interested in being the president of a constitutional republic which makes deals like a businessman would and that's what he is. He's a businessman that makes deals with other nations. Just like he as a businessman made deals mm-hmm. with other businesses. And we've david sure we have seen such amazing results from his business approach in the in the short 4 years that he's been yes. president it it brings me to the point of of america to, first to yeah. to think about how mm-hmm. successful how successful he's been even with china he was starting to he was yes. his, uh, his foreign policy toward the chinese communist party was starting to uh, reduce that totalitarian uh, control, that totalitarian side mm-hmm. of the Chinese Communist Party in their own nation, Donald Trump's foreign policy sure. started to do that, and now look what's now look at what we're facing.
0: Well, and let's break it down so that people have a clear understanding. Chinese people is not the same as Chinese leaders. That's right. American American people are not the same as American leaders. So wh- what's happened to us as a people is we've been duped into fighting each other, you know, when we should be mad at the people on the Hill. And that's what we're going to do next Wednesday. We're going to go get mad at the people on the Hill. So what I try to stress to people is, you know, the hardest period of American history was the civil war, you know, killing each other, killing ourselves, killing our families and our brothers and our neighbors and, and, None of us survived that. None of us experienced that. So we we really have to read about it. We have to see through the books. And that was the darkest time. It's not a place I want to go back to. I don't want to kill somebody just because they don't agree with me. I don't want to kill somebody just because they hate me. Sure, I'd rather work it out. But don't mistake our kindness for weakness. Because there is a point where enough is enough. And we'll get out the tar and feathers and we'll paint you. And that's right. just the way it goes because there is, and listen, Mike, the church, it's the church's fault, brother. And, and I'm the church. I'm the church. You're the church. And I'm going mm-hmm. to interrupt
1: you there, and we're going to take a break for a couple minutes. And when we come back for the second half hour of Wisconsin Christian News live stream today on Wednesday, January 6th, 2021, we're going to talk about the church and Christianity as it relates to hate, and how do we move in a direction of love? You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. At the McClario Firm, it all starts with family. We're here to serve you and your family, online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario Firm, your law firm
2: for life.
4: Are you a parent, mentor, or youth leader searching for meaningful books to engage your middle and high schoolers? Look no further. The books in the Off the Itinerary series by author M. Liz Boyle are receiving outstanding reviews for their compelling plots and strong Christian themes. Avalanche, Chaste, and soon-to-be-released Ablaze are available on Amazon and at most bookstores. Check out MLizBoyle.com for discussion guides to accompany each book.
0: pornography is a destructive force it destroys individuals families and fuels the out of control demand for sex trafficking 45 percent of christian families say porn is a problem in their home but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this fear people who view porn think they're the only one it's a lie statistically more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence www.lindfrydick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. Lindfrydick.com.
1: The fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord, is hatred of evil. Hates a real thing, and it's sometimes called for when you're a Christian, if you're a Christian. You're not supposed to hate. Evil Spencer your microphones on um, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate I love that one david the mm-hmm. the way of evil and perverted speech I hate, and isn't that kind of your main point? it seems to me uh, it of, is. Your, uh, of your stop hate campaign it's your your it seems like your main point is uh look we're Americans we've got a first amendment it's unique in the world it's lasted 200 mm-hmm. something years and what it means is that when it comes to politics you have a special protection under our constitution but it's not a it's not a protection it was never intended david to be a protection of perverted speech yeah. right we Americans we Christians are called by god not by not just by the government god's above government we're called by God to hate perverted speech, perverted speech. We're not Mm -hmm. supposed to hate political speech. So, okay. So you sport homosexuality and you've made it a political issue and you want to campaign for that. David, I don't think that you're, you're probably like me. You're not against a person being able to organize and campaign for homosexual rights or for anything else. I mean, what about pornography rights? I mean, I think pornography should be banned. It should be illegal but i where would i draw the line with with political speech i feel like i i you know i if somebody wants to argue that some forms of you know what i mean it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult area but i think well it's if, a mar- yeah we can agree that perverted speech is something that we're supposed to hate why because well, yeah. that's what the bible says
0: that's right and and, and you know what? <clears throat> it's like when uh paul said don't use foul language. It, you know, it, it doesn't say cussing is illegal. It's says it's not becoming. We shouldn't do that. It, it, it does bad things to our witness. It does bad things to our mind. It does bad things to our attitude. And, you know, everything has been stolen. That's what the devil does. Steal, kill and destroy. And, and it's our words. It's the meaning of our words. It's, it's tolerance. You know, it's stop hate. It's all these things that have been you know, bastardized, they've been changed in such a way that they are not the true meaning of what it is. I mean, all these different groups, and I'm not pointing out specifics, but let's just say a lot of these groups focus so much on their own victimization, their own form of hate that they make that seem more important than anyone else's. Mm. You know, the hate that I suffer is worse than the hate that you suffer. I'm trying to categorize the level of how much worse it is for me. So you'll look at me more than, and, and that's, yeah. You
1: know, it's, kind of, it's kind of like everybody's got to think of themselves in the first place as a victim, right. In yeah. order to, in, in, in order to succeed in life, you've got to yeah. begin by thinking of yourself as a victim.
0: Well, and that's where we get back to the, to the church and how, you know, we've fallen prey to that as much as anyone. We've tried the tolerance thing. We've tried to listen. We've turned the other cheek forever. And we've slept through the good parts, you know. And, and and the whole thing that I look at is that this is war. This is I mean, Ephesians 6.12, it's a spiritual battle. Why are people not prepared for the battle? Why, why is there no field training? Why is there no manual? Why is there, I mean, we're told to put on the armor, but, hey, I'll grab the helmet or 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 the shield, but I'm not going to carry all that stuff around all the time. You know, I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to be lethargic. I'm going to sleep. I'm I'm going to be entertained and fed. I'm going to go on Sunday so I can get full or whatever and hope that lasts till the next Sunday because I'm not going to crack a Bible. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to do things at home. I'm certainly not going to be active in my community. I'm not going to a school board meeting or a city council meeting. Are you kidding? And miss Netflix? So people are lazy and it's going to cost them. And the thing with the church, you know, we've been given a, a very unique opportunity in this country, in America, to vote things into existence. We can create the country that we want. You know, there's no reason that we can't vote. Look, let's take murder, for instance. Are you going to murder anybody, Mike? Do you have any intention of ever murdering anybody?
1: Never. I'll never murder anybody. And even if, well, I became, even if I became a soldier, right, I'm not murdering. If I'm, no. if I'm a soldier, I'm acting under orders. And That's I'm, right.
0: I'm killing. That's right. Yeah, well, let's, I'm just take, let's just take murder off the books then. We don't need that law, do we? Because I'm not going to murder anybody, and you're not going to murder anybody. We're not killers. So what do we need that law for? But see, somebody might, somebody will, somebody would. So we need these laws. And and people don't understand when, when we have an opportunity to vote about abortion and we don't. So the only reason we're in a situation we're in is because of us. So it's a responsibility issue that we have dropped the ball on as a church, as people, and that's what we have to take back. And that's what we keep talking about the voting and stuff, holding people accountable, but we are so far behind the ball and people really need to start helping and get active and get in the streets. We'll see what happens.
1: You know what I'm sick to death of, David? Um, I I got it instantly and intuitively, and that is Donald Trump's original tweet that went viral in early 2016, where he came up with a pet name insult for Jeb Bush. I can't remember what it was, but uh, he's done that. I mean, Sleepy Joe, right? That's his pet name for Joe Biden. And, And he just has a knack for coming up with this really pithy, Mm -hmm. uh insult that Mm -hmm. that uh, captures a an aspect a a quality of of a person's character or or, a persona and and then he he uses it in his tweets and to brilliant effect and when i saw him do that i just felt to the marrow of my bones like this guy the only thing i knew about him at that time was I knew he fired people on TV and I knew he was, I knew he was a billionaire. Other than that, I didn't, I didn't, you know, Mm -mm. the left started tweaking him for his sexual stuff and three marriages and all that. But I just set that stuff aside right from the beginning. Yeah. It's a weakness and mistakes, whatever. But the fact that this guy was stepping up and demonstrating a, not only a willingness to campaign for president, but a willingness mm-hmm. to campaign for president in such a way that he went after his enemies, his political enemies. He went after them. He was aggressive and he was, uh, it, had a, it had a feeling, his tweets had a feeling of just genuineness and ferocity and manliness and uh, that, and it, he's he hasn't let me down in that way. But here's my question for you. Why are Christians such... Why don't they get it? Why don't they see what I see, what I saw, and what I still see in the man Donald Trump? It's like their biggest complaint is, oh, his tweets. Oh, he's mean. Yeah. And, and yeah. my feeling my feeling from the beginning about that is, of course he is. He if if anything, he's not mean enough. I mean, look mm-hmm. what's being done to your nation. That's right. Right. Am I That's am right. I something, David, or, or what? What's
0: going on here? No, you know, and I get that a lot. I talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people do not understand his tactic. They don't understand the art of war. You know, we use that term a lot. People don't have any clue what it means if they don't know what it means, but it is an art, and it is war, and he is very studied in that, and he's very good at that. There's not many people that can play the game like he does. I was talking to a guy, and I'm not getting it personal, but, He said, you know, if he could just stop once in a while, if he could just stop, he doesn't have to insult everybody. He just doesn't have to. And I said, yes, he does. And they looked at me like, what do you mean? Yes, he does. I said, listen, this is a game. Whether you like it or not, it's a game. You know, it's a war. It's a battle. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. How do you play the game? I play to win. Donald Trump is playing to win. He's got to draw the bad guys out. He's got to identify which side people are on because they're not waving flanner, flags and banners to tell you. We're having to figure out who the good guys and who the bad guys are. It's really funny because we see some of these things that are happening that everybody says, well, I don't understand. But if you'll just wait a couple of days and understand that that was intentional, they didn't correct it because they wanted the left to take it and say, well, look, they didn't do anything about that. It's great. And
1: Dave, David, you know who he learned it from?
0: Me. No, no no no.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> you learned it from Jesus Christ. Think about it. Jesus Christ yes. he only lived for 30 little over 30 years on earth. Yeah. And why was his life cut short? <laughs> because he went after the political and especially the religious leadership. And he but my- he insulted them and he drew he caused everyone to have to make a choice. Right? He did. And that's what he- and that's what Trump's doing. He's well, caused
0: but people don't understand you know christians uh, we don't want to get involved in politics you know church and state what about all that separation stuff you know and then you say well let me ask you a question why was john the baptist beheaded
1: mm,
0: there you go And I say, well, well because because jesus no come on study it why, why was john the baptist why did he get his head cut off because he, he, he called out the politicians
3: that's
1: right he, he he, and not only that not only that david but he he ran after herod he he left his little spiritual work there baptizing people in the jordan and he ran up onto the road and he said to Herod, he said yeah. you stop with that woman man you stop,
0: mm-hmm. you stop that's you stop, exactly
1: you stop doing and, sexual. boy if that doesn't apply today huh
0: and what happened the girl got him in trouble the girl said bring me his head I mean, that's, that's the moral of the story. So, you know, political activism, and that's the thing we were talking about earlier about America, about us having this opportunity to build the kingdom the way we want to, with our right to vote about our moral fiber, whatever you want to call all that. And we don't, and we we don't care what's in the school curriculum. We think that school choice is, is a way to solve our education problem when it's the same subject. It's the same curriculum. It's just it's a different, place i don't understand how you can still put your your kids in that system and feel like it's going to do you any good no matter where so more topics more stuff
1: yeah right well my my it's opinion on, right my opinion on education is that uh we should just get the government out of it entirely completely just completely period close the department the federal- well, we can
0: make we can make a make a good list real quick of things that we need to get rid of you know and and that's one of them i mean the school system the way the way it's set up is not to benefit the child at all and and we know that there's so many things that that have been intentionally done this way to you know cripple us cripple us as a society and and you know i said we're the church and i blame the church and all that but you know it really is going to take the church stepping back up take for instance the foster care system, the, you know, the CPS issues, the child trafficking, you know, when they took that away from the church and put it into institutions, you know, that's where your corruption, I mean, I'm not saying the churches are perfect, but good grief, we had a pretty good grip, you know, the way we used to take care of people and and, and do all that, that's our ministry, that's what we're called to do. And now we just go to get a refill and get our latte at the coffee shop while we listen to our church talk about pretty things it's not realistic
1: no it's not it's not gritty enough it's not there it doesn't it, uh christianity no longer corresponds to reality um, that's right especially as our constitutional republic uh, was designed to work because mm-hmm. it was designed to work with without the government being huge without the government doing everything our our, right. government, our, our government by design is inefficient and what's happened is uh power hungry people have gotten into power and they have abused that inefficiency they it's become totally corrupt top to bottom and now that's mm-hmm. inf- now that's infected the church because the church the church in America is a corporation and so it answers to the government the church has submitted itself to the government that's what uh, and Donald Trump has spoken to that issue, hasn't he, David? In, yes. uh, one, one of his first acts as president was to attack and issue an executive order regarding the 501c3 status with the True. IRL, which is a status that preachers and pastors and uh, boards of churches use as an excuse not to stop abortion, not to confront sodomy, not to deal with the real issues of uh, poverty in their communities. Mm-hmm. They hide mm-hmm. behind the 501c3 status and they say, oh, we can't be, they hide behind that in the fir- and a perversion of the First Amendment, which the First Amendment was designed to restrain the federal government only, you know, you know this, David, probably, but yeah. state governments under our constitutional republic are allowed to declare a religion, a denomination. Uh, they took it for granted back then that Christianity would be the religion, but they left it open to the states to Mm -hmm. establish a state church a state christian denomination for example Mm -hmm. connecticut was congregationalist uh and then uh maryland was catholic and et cetera yes so virginia virginia was an anglican and
0: uh well it, it comes down to the fact that we've had choices and we have not chosen wisely and now there's repercussions to that. And we really have to, you know, take this opportunity. And you know, it's funny. I, I don't know about prophetic or whatever. It's, it's debatable at this point, but I've tweeted out last September that to save America, we must get back to the basics, get back to God, get back together. United, we stand. And, and we've really been forced out of the bars, out of the sports, out of the places, out of the hangouts, back to the house, back to the basics, right? We've been forced to acknowledge God, you know, although not always willingly, but we have. And, and, and now we've got to figure out how to get back together. And that's this whole, you know, pandemic of control over us that we're trying to break the chain. So, you know, that's the only way we're gonna make it folks. We've got to learn to get past the differences and, and work toward the things that actually matter to our kids. You know, leave us out of the picture, leave us out of the conversation because we're done. And I but think, what we leave behind is important.
1: I think, David, one of the simplest actions we can take. I think. I think that the time for words is long past. Pete, it is. Not anybody's listening to just words anymore i think mm-hmm. that people are are instinctively getting to the point now p- partly because of desperation because mm-hmm. we're in our second lockdown headed into our third and fauci and company gates are promising lockdowns forever vaccine mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. lockdowns right. forever, uh face diapers forever that's what they're promising i mean mm-hmm. look, seriously if there are people who think who are believing their lies they're saying On the one hand, you're gonna be masking and you're gonna be distancing and you're gonna be locked down into 2022. But if you'll do that, then you'll be able to take the mask off. Then you'll be able to, you know, we'll move into the new normal. And people still aren't ferocious enough about understanding reset, what they mean by the new normal, what they mean by building back better. What they mean by all these terms is communism Mm -hmm. by definition Mm -hmm. pretty much. If you look at it, if you dig down into the UN papers, 2020, 2021 agenda, whatever it was, and 2030 agenda and all these things, it's communism.
0: It's global.
1: It's global communism. That's the new normal. That's the great reset. Mm -hmm. That's the building back better.
0: It really is socialism, communism. That's what they want.
1: Wake up, right? Mm Wake up! You're choosing. Yes. Optimism. People still don't get that, David.
0: Well, it's it scares me, brother. It scares me because, hey, if they're gonna sit back in their house and watch all this happen, what are they gonna do when they literally come up and ask you, "Are you a Christian? Yeah. Are you gonna stand for your God? You know, wh- where's your faith? What, you know, when it comes down to." The real trying times, if people aren't willing to show up at their state capitol and rally or they're not willing to make a trip somewhere, they're not willing to even go out and talk to their neighbor. We've got big problems, big problems. We just try to encourage people to be active.
1: David, if they're afraid to watch this video for fear of uh, the NSA or whatever, the national uh, finding out because they know that their Facebook feed is being monitored or to go Google- right their Google data set is being monitored. Their Gmails being monitored. So, so they're they're going to find out about, they're going to get this link from a from a grandchild or from a child and they're going to go, <gasps> they're filled with fear. They're going to think, oh, this video, they're saying things yeah. that are counter narrative, counter to mm-hmm. the narrative that I just saw on NBC News or CNN and they, and they run in fear, you know, and they put on their face diaper and hide. They, they, oh, oh man, I mean, I am... I loathe to think that the boomer generation yeah. is is that way, but I'm afraid it is, and we have got in a lot to, of ways we have got to change your grandchildren's uh future is literally at stake i mean they're very your children's um opportunity to work for a living work for a living' part of the great reset David is um this universal basic income ubi that means that everybody gets this 1200 hundred dollar check per month automatically delivered without Mm. any real accountability it's just a universal basic income and you'll get it and (laughs) this that's normal that's the new normal and and the vaccine which is going to include the next version of the vaccine is going to include that uh quantum dot technology Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which gates has already admitted he's going to do which means constant monitoring um 24 7 of both your physical person and your digital person
0: but that's the war
1: that's the war
0: you know i was listening to a guy the other day say you know what's the big deal with a chip you know we're all going to get chipped eventually i mean he said what's the point i mean they already know where you are they got your cell phone they got your house everything they got the car they already know where you are what's the big deal like wow, see, that's programming, that's programming, brother. when you don't even care, when you don't even care that they're gonna mark you, I mean th- th- come on, let's let's be real. so it is it, it's about awareness and education, you know, and, and unfortunately, brother, the Bible says that my people die from lack of knowledge, and as much as we want to educate people and help them, the first part of that says they die. so I'm sorry. And I'll, I'll educate as many people as I can and, and help as much as I can to to be the light. But brother, it's going to be some bad times for a lot of people because they just can't get their their heart right. You know,
1: we're talking with David Summerall. He's the leader of StopHate.com, com. Go ahead and pull that website up, please, Spencer. And uh, anything you want to tell the viewers about your website real quick? Yeah
0: yeah it's just a, a work in progress man i'm not a computer guy i've got a couple of guys that help me do that stuff and we try to keep you know some current content do a couple of interviews and stuff here and there it's it's mainly just a, a resource page see some of the events we do and stuff we're trying to uh trying to grow it up a little bit more i've just in the last couple of years tried to go a little more national mm-hmm. and we really have but you know it's, it, like i said it's nothing anybody real supports it's more of a more of a hobby something we do out of our pockets so we appreciate any support anybody would like to lend us but we don't really ask for it a whole lot. But either way.
1: Okay, great. So uh, we're moving toward the end of the show. We've been talking to David Sumral and his, looking at his website, stophate.com. Be sure to check that out. Support his uh, work to uh, encourage him to do even more on a national level. He's got an important uh, message, stophate.com. And uh, to, we're going to wrap up on kind of a funny note here with a short video by jp he's one of my new favorite comedians and uh go ahead spencer
4: As the clock winds down, that concludes the first quarter, and the game is over! The Left Wing Warriors are your new champions with a final score
3: of 21-14. to What a hard-fought victory by the Left Wing Warriors, your new champions, over the disgraceful right-wing colluders. Look at this footage of millions
4: of people around the world celebrating the Left Wing Warriors' big win. They are your new
3: champions. And here with us now is championship-winning quarterback Dan McDaniels. Dan, congratulations on on the victory, how does it feel? Uh, yeah, uh, thank you, but are, are you are you guys sure we won? The, the refs are telling us we still have to play.
4: No, don't pay attention to them.
3: That's just inconsequential formality. Congrats on the big win. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, uh, it was a hell of a game, but you know, we came out as, as the clear victors. Now we can see that the colluders are refusing to leave the field, truly an embarrassment to the sport. Can you share your thoughts with us on this? Hey, <laughs> we won, okay? I mean, those guys were on top for a while, but if the colluders don't just accept defeat, this isn't going to look good for their legacy. They're truly trashy humans.
4: Congratulations on the win and being the new champions. Hey, thanks guys. I'm going to Disney World. (laughs) Are they open? No? All right. As glorious of a day as this is for the sport of football, isn't it just embarrassing how the colluders are
3: behaving? It is. And as everyone at home can see by the score that we are clearly broadcasting, the colluders have lost. But now they're refusing to leave the field and accept defeat.
4: They're not only being sore losers, but what they're doing is crazy, dangerous, and
3: seems like terrorist activity. Now, it might be beneath us to even go here, but we've got colluder quarterback Josh McJosherson on for a post-game interview. McJosherson, why will you not admit defeat? What are you doing? What? Because the game's not over.
4: We still have three quarters left to play. I don't know what's going on here. What's going on is you lost. The Warriors have won. The game is over. No, it's not. The rules are you play four quarters of football,
3: and then the winners decide. You have lost, and everyone knows it. Will you vacate the field and concede defeat to the Warriors?
4: No. Why would I do that? Something strange is going on here. Like we came back from timeout and then all of a sudden they had 10 more points on the board. Isn't it obvious? Cut him off. Cut him off. In our good conscience, we can't let that kind of misinformation be broadcast. The Warriors have
3: won because we said they did. A truly inspiring story because we say
4: it is and it looks like the world of social media is getting in on the celebration in congratulating the Warriors on their
3: big championship win and because you now know that the Warriors are champions you can't not believe it because you know that everyone else knows and for you not to know would make you know that you're crazy
4: clearly oh and there's the owner of the Warriors who was helping out today running the scoreboard and that does it, America. The left wing Warriors win the championship game with a final score of 28 to 14. They are
3: unquestionably your new champions. And
1: not- All right. Check, the, check them out on YouTube. That's JP, uh, JP's channel. And uh, there's a lot of Worth it. content.
0: There, Worth it, man. That's so funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, David Summerall, thanks for being on Wisconsin Christian News live stream. Really appreciate your time and your work. God bless you.
0: Listen, I appreciate you, Mike. Thanks for having me.
1: All right, Spencer, we're done.